those of you who grew up in the South, you think about the relationship your mom or dad had with the area around the grounds outside. You know, it's a little bit different than it is in the northern part of our country. We just, our, our roots are out there. We, we live outside, or at least they did. We're t- it's changing a bit now. Of course, some people live outside differently. We're doing a job right now for a guy that, uh, how, should I subscri- how should I describe this? He's, it's in the woodlands. <laughs> He's a wonderful man. However, he was telling me this story. Um, he recently had nasal cavity sinus surgery done. And it's pretty funny because we were out there working in his yard last week, and he said and we were talking about various things. And he looked up at his roof and his neighbor's roof, and I made a comment about the neighbor being able to plant things in their gutters because of all the stuff that you could see was up there already. He said, well, I'm not going to talk about my roof because I've got a story that they're probably still talking about up here. After I had this this surgery done, he's telling the story that he didn't have enough painkiller, I guess. He should have just been knocked out. They didn't have the good stuff for him. So the surgery was on a Thursday, Saturday night. He still had not slept, he said. Because of the pain? Because of the pain. Okay. And he was still taking painkillers and a lot of them, but not the good stuff. He said he needed the good stuff and didn't have it, and he couldn't sleep. So he went out walking at night through the neighborhood. He wasn't sure what time it was. He thought it was after midnight. But there was enough painkiller in his system that he wasn't quite all there. No, people don't walk the streets at night when your nose is hurting. So he comes back, (laughs) and standing on his driveway, he decides there are too many leaves on his roof. On his way back, yeah. So he fires up the blower he must and climbs, have forgotten about his climbs nose. up a ladder to blow the leaves off his roof <laughs> at 2 a.m. in the morning. Yes. So What about the fall? What if you fell and hit that nose that was still hurting? He mentioned that, and he decided it was best for him to get down off the roof after blowing a few leaves. He thought, this isn't a good idea. <laughs> the slope now, and elevation? I can't believe. This could not be a good I idea. I know. I'm looking up at the roof, and I'm thinking, this is not right. At but midnight. Uh, it's a wonder he wasn't arrested. I know. Neighbors, high as a kite and on the roof. <laughs> on the roof, you fell off the roof one time doing leaves, didn't you? Uh, Broad daylight. Yeah, it was not good. It uh, fell right on my fanny. Went to step on the ladder. Twelve foot drop, landed on the ladder, which was laying down on a brick patio. Landed on my fanny on the ladder. So uh, I'm yeah. just here to say that ruined my dancing career. Yeah, he that, dancing that right with the stars has scratched you off their list. <laughs> Um, this is not a southern thing. People that get on their roof like that. Doing you know? doing. Things. Well, we used to lay out in the sun on the roof with aluminum foil. There growing you go. Up. Yeah, you we know, were dumb. Doing things in the garden that shouldn't be done is a southern thing. Oh, it really is. That shouldn't be done. Well, it's just that we're out there so often we forget about the right and wrong way sometimes, and oh. we do strange things in the garden in the south. Well, let's go back and talk about Southern Gardens and really what you think about Southern Gardening. And, and what is it that you think about when someone says, oh, I want a Southern southern Garden, Southern Style? Well, first of all, it's a place you're going to be, not look at. We are okay. in the gardens. We don't simply look at them. And we're in the gardens a lot. We're out there for morning coffee, whether it's a community coffee with a little uh, chicory in it. It doesn't matter. It's uh, We're going to be out there for coffee in the morning. We're going to be out there for sweet tea in the afternoons. We're going to be breaking open the watermelon and letting it drip down our chins and splatter on no, the patio. That's a good one, yeah. We're going to be out there. Uh, we will be picking flowers and bringing them inside for beautiful arrangements. We'll be going out there with the kids for three-legged races and and just um, running around and jumping. And we talked earlier with uh, uh, Chris from the um, 
what is that, Nature Explore Center. It, the kids are outside more in the south, and we are out there exploring. We're checking out leaves. Well, we're, we're sitting in rocking chairs or on swings, right, or a hammock and mm-hmm. patio furniture. We're grilling and inviting your neighbors over. But we do everything from kids' homework to Bible study outsides in the garden in the mm-hmm. south. That's how we are. And we could be out there till midnight. You'll hear the ice in the glasses while the adults are talking and the kids are laying there with the windows open listening <laughs> what they're talking it's about. True. Or f- gathering around the fire pits. Or... So it's, it's, a, it's a great thing, and I, I love it. And especially with these fans we've added, it is kind of nice to uh, get a breeze going. You, you can stay out there. If you have some shade, it'll make a big difference. That's one reason when we do our designs, whether it's a courtyard or a backyard with lots of grass, we're always setting them up so you can live outside. It's a place you can go out there and read. It's a place you can sit out there and chat with your friends. But they're gathering places. And that, that makes a big difference in how you do the design. You know, I had a good friend growing up, and um, her mom used to make us eat lunch outside. She'd say, girls, just take that outside. And, and um, Kendall was her name. And anyhow, their housekeeper, they used to have a housekeeper that came in, and Edley would make our, our lunch and throw us outside. And say, <laughs> and we'd say, it's hot. The patio's hot or something. And she'd say, well, just go get a beach towel or go get a towel. and Don't you get it dirty. And she would be honest the whole time. <laughs> but we actually loved it. It was kind of like having a picnic out there. And, and uh, I remember those things when we were little. And sometimes we'd have to come in and help peel peaches or, you know, if she had some fruit from whatever the season was. And we always ate that stuff, too. She would cut it up because it was fresh. And she always made us have it with our grilled cheese and so any better than better thing than sliced peaches with just a little bit of sugar? Oh, I know. oh my god! Well, they gosh. Had, they were peeling them one time, and we went in and they had them all sliced up for canning. We were eating the ones that they had peeled. We got <laughs> tore up for that with a switch. That's a southern thing. Switches, you know. Used to, I don't know if people whip their kids anymore. I never used a switch, but it was used on us one time to shoo us out of the. No, my the mom used the wooden spoon. Oh, did she? Oh, the wooden man. spoon. The wooden spoon. I never knew a wooden spoon was made. For cooking, <laughs> the I extended thought, handles. I thought on the them. wooden spoon was simply um, a uh, disciplinary device. Oh, really? I had no idea that people use wooden spoons to stir things with, or to uh, anything at all. It was one, and I couldn't. I never understood why my mom kept it <laughs> in that big container with all the cooking utensils because it only had oh, one thing in my funny. mind. It was, yeah. If I saw my mom with a wooden spoon, I took off going the other way. Uh-huh. She could reach out and hit you in another room with that stretch arm. She could. What was that? I don't know what that was all about. You know, one thing about a swimming pool in in the south is that we do use them year-round. We don't cover them up like up north. You know, you you put them in bed for the winter. Mm -hmm. And it really, it also has a different way. The pool becomes part of the garden. And I think that's one reason why we enjoy doing the pools in our garden so much when we design them. They're always part of the garden. They're not just sticking out there in the middle of the yard just in the way. We're going to use it in May and June and July. You brought this one down to the studio today. It's a courtyard swimming pool. And we do so many courtyard pools where folks don't think there's enough room for a pool. Well, if you think about how a pool was really used, it really is a gathering place. It's not It's not used for swimming. In fact, we should probably just call them bobbing pools or uh, plunge pools. Or Most people don't do serious swimming when it comes to swimming pools. Now, you may get great exercise just because you're in the water and you're floating and moving. You have all the resistance. You can burn up a lot of calories being in the pool, especially you have to go from one side to another to get your margarita refilled. But <laughs> it's a, it's this, this one pool. When you start getting taller walls with water coming out of them and planters that are sitting there as part of the pool and fountains coming out of the planters, walls that extend into the pool, staircases that come down and and little bubbling shelves for the kids to play on. You can put in a, sm- a small pool that's really not much bigger than 12 by 15. 
And you think, wow, that's small. Well, it is, but you can do a fun plunge pool with associated planters, elevation changes, water features, patio going around that, big shade trees, and all of a sudden you had this most beautiful, livable courtyard outside. And if you think about some of the beautiful courtyards that you'll see in New Orleans with these sprawling live oaks and the patios and the, the fountains and... Uh, but that's what makes it fun. It's a gathering place, though, and it's kind of to cool off. People sit on the side and throw their, you know, their feet on the shelf that has a bubbler. Or even at night when the pool lights cut on and the water features running, and something about that just cools down the whole courtyard feel. You know, the, anything around it, it's just it, it it lowers the temperature and lowers your stress, right? And you're out there and you think, lowers oh. the stress. You are so right. <laughs> yes. I just love that. I love sitting around there, and even if you have a hammock or just a chair and tables or the swing arbor or just sitting out there by it, listening or sitting on the side and putting your feet in it or um, watching someone else that might be in doing the activities. But I think gathering around a small pool, and really Southerners, we do have larger lots and bigger patios and courtyards and things like that, but these smaller courtyard pools, these little intimate garden ponds mm-hmm. that we have seem to be more usable, more functional, more, I don't know, intimate. It, it draws well, you it to it. it. It's just, it becomes part of the patio rather than this big, huge thing out there. Now, we still have to talk people out of doing huge swimming pools sometimes because, you know, us guys want to go out there. We got the biggest pool in there. You know, we, we want these huge pools out there. Well, it's, you aren't going to use all that water. So having more space, and we always have to remind people, 95% of your time is spent around the pool, not in it. So make sure. Yeah, <laughs> it's really true, though, y'all. So make sure you've got plenty of space to be around that pool. Make sure you've got the entertainment space, the place to put, place to put tables and chairs. And then make sure there's plenty of seating areas because of, and when I say seating areas, not table and chairs, but places where you have raised planters or raised walls and things like that. Because if you have a fun group of people come over, you probably don't have enough for 12 chairs, 14 chairs. And if you do, dragging them all out kind of clutters up the space, right? <laughs> right. So you know, those planters, you know, that you put a small tree in, you know, and when it's raised up another three feet becomes a wonderful, you know, um, I think drawing point. You ever go to like um, um, San Antonio and you do the river rock and you know how the trees line the mm-hmm. river there? Mm-hmm. And if the trees were gone, if you could even imagine that, right, you think that's not very secure anymore, right? Or right, just the intimate. feel of those trees. Everybody would walk closer to the stores or the shops or right. the restaurants, right? But having those trees there kind of anchors down that. And I feel like that's what it does in a courtyard. It kind of anchors down that spot, gives that canopy that little gathering area that you can sit under there. Someone's grilling or just brings you something to drink or you're sitting outside reading. You don't have to drag patio furniture around. You can sit right there on that little 18-inch ledge and uh, and have additional seating. And when you're not using it, it's functional for the planter. 